Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I think it's become pretty obvious that next year, Lando Norris has to win a race. Now, of course, you're probably immediately going to throw a Max Verstappen-shaped object at me and say, like that could happen, Law. Have you seen who's driving right now? And yes, you would have a point. Carlos Sainz was the only person that could win a race that wasn't piloting a Red Bull car. That kind of obstacle would make Lando Norris's mission to try and get a Grand Prix victory in his career and finally put that whole thing to bed almost impossible. And do you want to know what the kicker is from this season? If Max Verstappen did not exist in the year of 2023, Lando Norris would have won five races this season. He'd have bagged a home race win at Silverstone, then a back-to-back -back win at Hungary, then Japan, Austin, and then of course Brazil. He would have also been able to cast away some of the demons that have really been plaguing his career for the last couple of years. That situation in 2021, team orders and stubbornness got in the way of securing two victories in 2021. People would have just forgotten about that season. They'd have just gone looked at this season going, wow, Lando Norris bagging five victories. That's amazing. Whereas people are still thinking of him being a title contender, but we still need to get that first win out of the way because that's that's important in getting championships. Although Keki Rosberg did prove that you only needed one victory to get it. You know, consistency is king. But that spectre still looms over him. No wins. The most points scored without a win and the joint most podiums without a win. He's had plenty of positive stats as being one of the youngest drivers to ever get on the podium. So he does have a lot of potential. But then Lance Stroll was able to outdo that as well, and look where he is right now. Woefully inconsistent. Let's be fair here. Lando Norris arrived in an era of Formula One where we have seen unprecedented levels of dominance, specifically from one driver, two drivers, and then one driver again. We have seen many seasons over the last decade or so where you are lucky to get podiums if you don't race for Mercedes, Ferrari, or Red Bull. Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen have clearly swept up the vast majority of victories in this era of Formula One. 
And Lando Norris has also faced a huge amount of resistance given the fact that he picked a team who have now just finally gotten their act together after many years of trying. The false dawn of 2021, where it looked like McLaren were finally going to kick on, and then the regulation change proved otherwise. But they now have finally gotten a workable solution for this era of Formula One. Sort of reenacting what they had in 2009, where they started off with a terrible car, completely getting the regulations wrong, and then finally were able to figure out what to do to try and make it right, and then end up with a car which you could consider at some races as being the fastest, like we saw at Sao Paulo. But again, the combination of Max and the RB19 still outdid the McLaren. And 2024 does look like it will be a good season for McLaren. They will start off with a car which should be, in theory, quite solid. And therein lies the rub, because another thing against Lando Norris is that out of the five seasons he has started with that team, they've only really had two seasons where they started with a solid car. 2020 is probably the only time where Lando's probably had a moment where he could go, yes, that was definitely a good start. 2021 started off okay, because he was fourth place, but still 46 seconds behind Lewis and Max, so they weren't exactly going to be challenging for podiums at that time. And as for 2022 and 2023, yeah, a mixture of poor performance, being slow and horrible reliability, or the case of last year, a combination of both. He's also a driver that can easily have his confidence being shaken if the results don't come around. He's kind of famous for, or infamous for, goes into moments where he is very, very self-deprecating. And okay, I understand that it's quite good to not be arrogant and to be aware of your own failings or the stuff that you need to work upon, but the moments that we've seen this year where Lando Norris has been really, really down on himself on the radio or in interviews, it's gotten to the point where this could be considered as unhealthy. But McLaren are aware of this and they are looking to correct that with the potential implementation of an entourage model. The idea that Lando Norris could have a team of people whose main job is to basically talk out the situations with Lando Norris instead of judging him for it. And this is very important if Lando Norris wants to try and develop and thrive. So this idea of having a little bit of a posse to egg him on in a genuine way and in a compassionate way, that's a really good plan. Stella likened the solution to what tennis players have to boost morale when the eyes of the world are on them for hours at a time. Maybe if Lance Stroll's looking into tennis, maybe he can get some of that too. But wait, Law, does that mean that McLaren are just going to give Lando a bunch of yes people who are just going to say anything to make Lando not hate himself? Well, I think it's going to be a little bit more than that. To frame his thoughts into a way which is more constructive instead of destructive, I could describe what McLaren are doing with this as somewhat laudable. But at the same time, it's also equally selfish. McLaren need him to deliver right now, and they will do anything to make sure that he delivers the goods. And I reckon he can do that. But it's up to McLaren as well to deliver him something that can be fast right out of the gate instead of what we've had the last two seasons. The need for a positive initial momentum is clear. Because 2020, him getting his first podium at the first race of the season was so good and useful for Lando's confidence. Because from there, he went on to have a season which was really, really solid. He was consistently in the points. There were only four races in the entire 2020 calendar where he didn't score points. And one of them was a DNF. And he was only about eight points behind his teammate, who was vastly more experienced and had clearly become the team leader. If Lando can reenact that and have a situation where that McLaren car is right on the tail of Red Bull, or maybe surpassing them initially, that would be remarkably good for his confidence, and that could easily set the tone 
for the 2024 season, where Lando is on the podium nearly all the time and a genuine contender for victories instead of just relying on reliability woes for the RB20 to occur. It's a somewhat mutual situation. But given their experience and the fact that he's been around for so long, especially to the point where when he was a reserve driver, he was mucking with the mechanics and he really has a good McLaren attitude, it's totally doable. But they both need to work together, especially since the Max Red Bull combination is still present. And Max, limiting his expectations for victories next year to about 10. He sees 10 as an adequate number. Yeah, 10's quite modest. It's only slightly more victories than Valtteri Bottas has had in his entire career. But I guess maybe Max Verstappen's just getting sick and tired of hearing the Dutch national anthem. You can easily counter by saying, oh, this is just Max and Red Bull sandbagging. They're going to be just as good, if not faster, considering what Adrian Newey's probably got cooking and he's been teasing. But I don't really think that the teams will bite. I don't think they will slow down at all, thinking, oh, well, Red Bull's fine then. They're not going to be as good. As if anyone would believe it after what we saw last year. So the odds on Lando getting that first win are looking very good, especially since he's had so many podiums in 2023. But then McLaren are also wary that other factors are coming into play that could spell disaster for their star's integrity. And one of them being their new guy, Oscar Piastri. Okay, all right, I get it. You're probably going to be calling me biased since... Oscar Piastri is my boy, and I am a fan of his, and you're right to think that. But I'm also being realistic here. That period where Daniel Ricciardo was his teammate most likely made Lando Norris feel absolutely invincible. Here he is, completely wiping the floor with a guy who is a major star in Formula 1, has won multiple F1 races, and was looking odds-on to be the new team leader of McLaren in this new era of theirs. But no. That didn't happen. Lando was completely dominant. And then comes along Oscar Piastri and gives him a right scare and a win before he got one. Okay, it was a sprint, but it was still a victory of sorts. Oscar is a genuine thing that Lando needs to be aware of. What Piastri's presence has made clear is that despite the two being of similar age, having the same degree of upward momentum in their career, and the hunger for glory, the biggest thing right now that Lando lacks is what Oscar has in spades, despite his very quiet and very Kimmy-like attitude. Optimism. Even though Oscar's quite dry in wit and timbre, he always has a more sunny outlook on situations, whereas Lando spent the first third of the season looking morose, circumspect and disappointed. Now, of course, Lando had every right to be disappointed with his lot because 2023 started off almost exactly the same as 2022 started with a car that was really slow. But one thing that has made Oscar Piastri a very major concern for him is that he just has a sunnier disposition and is just looking at things from a different angle, which is proving to be very constructive. Considering the sport that we are watching, it's a sport which is steeped with statistics, numbers, figures, physics. Instead of looking at the result on the timesheet, Oscar looks to how he feels with the result that he's got and how well he feels like he has done in a session and goes from there. Which is pretty important considering that things weren't really looking up for McLaren until the Austrian Grand Prix and even then, Oscar didn't have the upgrades then. And this is quite important as well, because the first bit of positive momentum that Oscar got was at the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix in Jeddah, where he got into Q3 with that boat on his second outing. For him, with that mindset, that is huge. And I don't really see him showing signs of slowing down in that attitude. And in an ideal world, that's a good thing for Lando, as it means that he also has a benchmark that is steadily improving, and probably has been the driving catalyst for a stunning season where he has been so close to getting fourth in the driver's standings. But at the same time, 
Oscar has been a major stumbling block with his confidence as well, as we've seen with Lando in qualifying. That is something that Lando has vowed to everybody. That is going to be something he's going to work on for 2024. Because up until now, he's been really good with qualifying and Oscar has sort of destabilized that in a way. Qatar and Abu Dhabi are two examples of the pressure getting to Lando, and Oscar comes in and calmly picks up the pieces to outdo his more experienced teammate. Now, if this were any other team, I would be getting really worried right now that there could be an all-out war between the drivers, but I don't see that happening at McLaren. What? Really? McLaren? They've been hosts to two of the biggest intra-team battles that we've seen in the history of modern Formula 1. In this era of McLaren, with Zac Brown as their chief, they are aware of the history and they are keen to not let that happen again because throughout 2007, it almost tore the team apart whilst in the middle of Spygate. We had a situation where Lewis Hamilton was prepared to being the future of McLaren and then they also brought Fernando Alonso in, Ron Dennis, and sold that guy a pup. You had a situation where the two drivers were at loggerheads and it was just an absolute disaster and it should not have happened. McLaren have learned from that and they've made it clear to all the drivers that drive with them is that the team comes first. The team have the final say in what happens in the race. The drivers are totally entitled to have their say and it could change things for their favor if the data backs it up. But at the end of the day, Stella has said that whatever the team ends up going with, the drivers have to go with as well. Although it was tested slightly in Qatar when Lando did think he was faster than Oscar. And besides, considering the temperament of Lando and Oscar, I really don't see them breaking rank realistically. Lando's been with that team through thick and thin. I really don't see him suddenly now betraying them in that way, going against what he has been taught has been the model throughout his entire career. And as for Oscar, he's just happy that he's in a team that values him so much and has given him a chance to be in Formula One and it's been the platform to fully justify his presence being there and define the model of late that F2 champions are not worthy of Formula One seats. And it's also why I think McLaren are the most obvious challenger to Red Bull for 2024. They just seem to have it together. But having said that, Lando Norris really needs to observe what's happened this year and not allow Oscar Piastri to outperform him next year. And that's going to be difficult to do because Oscar has learned a lot this year and he will only be better because we saw a preview of what would happen if that were the case in Qatar, where Oscar Piastri was the more fortunate driver of the two. And of course, there were situations where Lando in the race did look faster than Oscar, but he was denied the chance to go past thanks to team orders. But there were moments as well that Lando just missed out on getting that pole and the opportunity to be the lead driver. Qualifying, he goes wide at the last corner, gives Oscar the advantage. There have just been moments where the pressure has gotten to Lando, much like with Charles Leclerc sometimes, and he stumbles. The rest of the weekend was Oscars for the taking. Now, of course, I don't see Lando going rogue because he did that in 2021 and look where that got him, going from a likely win to seventh place. I don't see him as a guy that is going to go against team orders in that way just for his own selfish needs because he values the team too much. They put a lot of faith in him, putting him in that car at the age of 19. That's something that that sort of team has rarely done. The last time they did that, put that much faith in a rookie or in someone really young was Lewis Hamilton. I think the rest of the grid are now aware that Lando Norris ain't going anywhere. If this were 12 months ago, it would be totally different because all those Red Bull rumors, him going there or going to another team, they've completely gone because McLaren seemed to have their act together. Why would Lando leave? Because he is the team leader there. They value him too much. If he went to another team, he would have to start the process of justifying being the team leader all over again. 
Going to Ferrari? Yeah, right, Charles Leclerc's the leader. Going to Red Bull? Yeah, right, Max Verstappen's the leader. Going to Mercedes? It would either be Lewis Hamilton being the team leader, or George Russell, because he's the more established one. But even then, there are so many reasons to not go anywhere else right now. So me, Lando doesn't need to be a title contender yet. Max is simply too good, and the car too reliable to think otherwise at the moment. But McLaren and Lando need to take advantage of Red Bull being a little bit pragmatic and really consider going for that win, no matter what it takes. Get that first win on the board for Lando Norris to finally dispel the demons, because this is a very important thing. We've seen countless times throughout the history of Formula One. Once a driver gets that first win, it is a major stumbling block behind them. They can then kick on to the next stage of their career. Carlos Sainz in 2022, he gets his first win and he completely metamorphoses into a front-running driver. It can make such a difference for any driver and Lando has been lacking that. And it's especially important because he has a teammate who can easily take it away from him, getting the win before him. After six seasons, he has not had a win and Oscar, with that car, could get it in two. Yes, of course. Lando has not had a car which could go for wins up until just now, but this is still something important for his psyche to get out of the way, to then kick on and evolve from there. And then Oscar just swans in and takes it. That would be hugely detrimental to his confidence and could easily dispel any hopes of him getting that world title because the momentum could just go toward Oscar. Because if he's the more composed, he's the more confident, he's the more attuned, he's the calmer one. He's just a better option for a team leader. But that could easily change if Lando gets that first win, because that could easily see him transform. Because after that podium in 2020, he was a complete demon. He was always in the points. He looked more odds on for the podium. This year, he gets so many podiums, so many P2s. And honestly, considering Max Verstappen's there, that's as good as a win, frankly. And he knows in his heart of hearts that he could have had five victories this season, five of them. So I'm not worried too much about Lando Norris next year. I think he could do it, but he needs to do it. And he needs to do it before Oscar Piastri. If he gets the win first and then Oscar wins it too, doesn't matter because Lando's done it first. And that means the team can then fully believe in themselves that they have two drivers who can go for victories together. It will shut the critics up and allow Lando Norris to just drive the car. Lando's loyalty is now being proven sound, but he does need that win or else that could be completely undone. Thanks for listening to my ladder ramblings. If you liked what you heard, do be sure to leave a five-star rating on your podcasting platform of choice. I really do appreciate it. And until the next time I traverse the ladder, I hope you have a pleasant day. Goodbye.